0: Amen. family weren't lucky enough to have good teeth. Maybe that was just in our DNA. To not be lucky. lucky. Imperfect perfect life. The imperfect teeth we tell ourselves false truths to help us grin behind our clenched teeth of our family's realities. Restorative treatment is possible when the ones to address are deceased. I never liked it. Pulling out all the leftovers to discard Going too deep that you bleed white And bright red always make me nervous It hits nerves that penetrate But not deep enough to get to my roots I hate exposing my teeth, my teeth, my teeth. I hate exposing my teeth My, teeth, my, teeth, my, teeth. my front, two are crooked They remind me of my biological father Rotting in jail like the bag back- my mouth removed because of the decay. Pulling it out caused so much pain. The gaping hole now matches my great-grandfather's up-smile. I wonder if he felt like having a space there did it make him feel whole, whole. Brace your, Brace your Feel, feel, whole. Whole. whole, whole. Society tells you to smile. That's usually what first impressions are based on. I typically don't care about about personal impressions. I understand they can be filled with (laughs) overcompensation. Society approaching popping artificial flavor gum instead of showing all gums. I never like fake anything, anything. so I remain impartial. Worried more about my unaligned teeth and not my spirit. So I'm left, left currently trying to build bridges. Bridges filled with my own harsh truths transport my family so I can fully smile and actually mean it so I can fully smile and actually mean 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 it smile
1: And welcome to WBCA Presents. I am your host, Dakota Kennedy, and you're listening to 102.9 FM Boston. The piece you just heard was Teeth by Amanda Shea. Amanda is an award-winning poet and multidisciplinary artist, most recently taking home the Spoken Word Artist of the Year Award at the 2022 Boston Music Awards. Amanda was also just recognized as one of City of Boston's Extraordinary Women, for her art and activism. To say that Amanda is a woman of many talents would still be an understatement. And I am thrilled to have Amanda Shea in the studio with me for WBCA Presents. Hi, Amanda. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so happy to be
0: here. Thank you so much for having me. This energy is everything.
1: Thank you. Thank you for saying
0: yes. Like,
1: this is so fun. And I have to say, I'm so excited to have you as a spoken word artist on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Is this the first one? For me, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely
1: for me. Maybe, maybe for this, maybe for the show, but definitely for
0: me. I love this for us. <laughs> I live for first time.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Amanda, so I have to say I've been following I've been following you now for over a year, and I cannot keep track of all the amazing things that you're doing. <laughs> so I know. Thank that I alluded um, to at least two of them in the intro. But, I mean, <laughs> where are you right now? Like, you're everywhere. Just, like, catch us up.
0: I'm trying to be everywhere. Thank you so much for just paying attention, acknowledging, and following. I think that's, like, the bare minimum that artists would love from people, right? Is, like, people paying attention. I am trying to be global, honestly. Um, I had to sit down a couple years ago. um, really like, yeah, it's been a couple of years. Um, I had to sit down a, a couple of years ago and really like ask myself, like, what was some of my goals? You know, like every day we're always working towards something, but like, what's my, what's my end goal? Like what would make me leave this earth and be like, f- at least feel for me, like I've done everything that I've wanted to do. And I think the answer, because there was just too many things that I wanted to do, I think the long and the short answer for me was just give everything that I got and show up as my best self and just be me unapologetically all the time. So when I say I'm everywhere or when people say that I'm everywhere, it's just I love what I do so much. And there's so many different opportunities and spaces in Boston and beyond That I just kind of want to be everywhere and anything that has, everywhere and everywhere that has like art, anything and everything that is art related, I want to be in. So that's really why you see me everywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And with your art, have you always been a poet or like I know you're a multidisciplinary artist. So how did you find like your voice and your footing in this artistic community?
0: It was hard. Um, Most people think that like I've been at this for longer than I have, but I literally quit my job um, and decided to be a full-time artist five years ago. We're in, what, 2023? Oh, my gosh, it's really been five years. Um, I was an accountant for 10 years. Um, I worked at a really um, hostile place that I won't name, um, (laughs) but it was definitely in the nonprofit world. And um, I started getting really, to be honest, like where it all started was moving here to Boston in 2006. Um, The art here, the culture here, the people here was what really like allowed me to find my love for art again. I had children really young. Um, My oldest son is 19. So I had kids really young. So I feel like because of the adult aspects of everything in my life, I strayed away from art. But art has always been a part of, who I am since the beginning of time. I started writing and um, doing poetry. Really, it started out with, like, diary entries and journal entries at eight years old. And then it morphed into poetry. And then what I would do was I would take songs that I would love. Um, I probably have said this in several different interviews, but Brownstones, If You Love Me, that was remixed by Tori Lane's. Um, that was one of my favorite songs and I would rewrite the lyrics over in my like nine-year-old capacity of what love is (laughs) (laughs) and like put them to the words. So I feel like I was always a creative kid. Um, I love education. I love teaching. um, I love visual arts. I love music videos. I grew up in an era era where they were just Absolutely phenomenal. Like Missy Elliott, Janet Jackson, Bustin' Rhymes. Um, they had just like ludicrous. I'll, I'll never forget where I was when I watched Stand Up <laughs> and just seeing like how they morphed themselves into these different spaces and set designs. So I've always been a creative. I think now um the first three years of my career was a little hard. I was still kind of trying to figure out who I was as an artist. Um, And now I'm just like, I'm willing to dabble into everything and anything that I see fit. Like if spirit says to do it, I'm doing it. And I don't care how trained or technical or any of those things. I'm just going to do it. And that's it.
1: Well And it seems like you're doing a pretty good job. Thank you. I hope
0: so. (laughs) I mean, gosh,
1: you know. Yeah, this Extraordinary Woman Award um, from City of Boston. Also, yeah, like your recent accomplishment for Spoken Word Artist and then correct me if I'm wrong, didn't you also win an award, like New England spoken word? Oh my gosh, New art? England Hip
0: Hop, yeah! uh, woman, woman of the Year, Hip Hop Woman of the Year. That's crazy. I was also nominated for the New England Hip Hop Awards for Most Consistent. I didn't win that one, but I did come in second, which was really cool. Um, I don't know what most consistent
2: means.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little different for me, but any any recognition or any um, acknowledgement of, like, what I'm contributing to this to this scene, to this world, it's just beautiful. Like, I don't think I—I I, I didn't get into it for that. Like, I'm just doing what I'm doing, but it's cool that it's catching and people are taking notice. Like, it's still kind of, like, I don't know. Like, I'm still kind of speechless about the city of Boston, Extraordinary Woman. There was 200 submissions for that. And to be top 50 is like, just, I don't know, like, I don't want to cry, but it's just, it's been a really amazing journey. And it was really refreshing to hear that there was 200 submissions. Like, if you think about that, just in the city of Boston alone, you're like, wow, that's 200 women who were submitted Never mind the women who weren't that are still doing the work. So that was huge for me. And it I think it was huge for all of us to just be in the same room and see that, you know, we've crossed paths so many times. But to be able to be in one space and say, you know, and have the mayor say, you know, thank you for your efforts and everything you bring to the community is is huge. I've always wanted to build legacy here. And I feel like I've done that.
1: With all, I mean, and just with all of that said, I think that it just does matter to get the validation and it must just be nice, like, to feel like after so long, just having the recognition come along and just feeling like you're being seen and being appreciated and being recognized. I mean, I definitely relate to what you were alluding to at the beginning of the conversation about having a job and having it. Be draining, absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of thankless work out there, and I think that it is really beautiful to see artists who are putting themselves out there in such a vulnerable way, um, which is definitely something that I think that I've seen you lead with. Is a lot of authenticity and vulnerability. Thank you. And just to have that, have that reciprocated um, so loudly from your community, particularly in the last couple of years. <laughs>
0: I can't believe it. Like, I'm really blessed to be here, honestly. Boston changed my life. I wouldn't be the person that I am without it. And as much as we hear a lot of, like, negative things about the city, I like to tend to focus on the positives and see, like, how people are collaborating, how people are being innovative, how people are not only making space. Um, But taking up space and activating new spaces, I think that's what's needed to keep the culture alive, to keep artists here, living here in Boston. Because I lost a lot of friends through COVID that moved, you know, Um, so it's hard. You know, I think that parts of the reasons... Why I do so much, too, is like to open up more opportunities for other people. It's I didn't get into this just to be like, look at me. It's really been like, look at us the entire time. And I feel like if I could keep doing that, um, it'll make me feel um, like all the tiredness and the thankless work is worth it. You know, like we are here to build a better generation for the generation coming up after us. And I'm like a firm believer of that. So I'm able to do the things I'm doing because of my ancestors and because of my elders who have fought really long and hard for me to be able to do what I'm doing. So it's only right that I do the same for the next generation.
1: It's a beautiful sentiment, right? Absolutely. I also think it is a perfect time to get you set up for your next track, um, which is called Resilience, which is (laughs) such a central theme. Like You just cued it all up beautifully in this conversation. So let's go ahead and hear Resilience by Amanda Shea.
2: Many men, many, 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 many men wish death upon me. Have mercy on me. Now many men, many, 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 many men wish death upon me.
0: When the tough get going, the going get tough. Must not have met my mama. The scars she bears are invisible. Only those with the third eye could see. You see, her body is strong, agile, but weakened by her experiences. Black women are to only be strong. No complaints, no check-ins, only check-ups to ensure the body is intact. Heavy the head who wears the crown. But I see it slipping. Weight on her shoulders, she carries worlds around. We simply orbit in her universe, even when she's lost in her own space. Boo, who? who will carry her burdens, I mean, her anger, her depression, her anxiety, her bipolar, her wallet. She don't need no partner, but society's price tags tells her different stories, fairy tales unbeknownst to her for. She's a dollar in a dream mentality. Don't worry, I got this swag. I can do bad all by myself. No two cents to rub together, but she rubbed out meals. Who will nourish her soul? It's tired, been beaten, but not just by life, by family. Who cast her away, didn't want to help her rewrite her wrongs, running away from generational trauma. She's out of breath. Panic attacks her nervous system. Like a baby she births, she so soothes. Resilient, black and brown women overcome so many obstacles. And when asked, "How are you?" they reply. My mama replies. I reply.
2: I'm fine. Now, men.
1: And that was Resilience by Amanda Shea. Welcome back, Amanda.
0: Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. If you're just tuning in, you're now listening to WBCA Presents, where I've got Amanda Shea, and we were just talking about the Boston community and even how Boston can get a little bit of a bad rep. I mean, I'm not from here either, so I get it. I'm actually from Portland, Oregon. Oh, you're a transplant, too? I am, too. Yay! Yay. And I have to (laughs) tell you, like, I will never forget when I was moving out here how many people were like, what? Like... No one leaves the West Coast for the East Coast. Everyone (laughs) escapes the East Coast for the West Coast. Like, are you well? And I just had to be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm happy, you know. So I get it. I mean, I think that Boston can have a tough shell. But I think that once you find, like, your communities and Mm -hmm. you find the people who really, like, want to connect with you, it's just a big, gooey center Mm -hmm. that is beautiful to be a part of. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to go back to um, this connection between spoken word and hip hop. Um, I definitely relate with you there because I actually started like going to poetry slams and like that was not performing, but I'm a huge fan of them. And like I used to go all the time. And so for me, I started in the poetry slam like world and circuit before I got into the hip hop circuit. Um, And so it's really refreshing actually to be with a spoken word artist cuz i feel like this is kind of a full circle moment for me as well. Let's go. Um, <laughs> and so i would just love to hear from you cuz i think for a lot of people maybe the connection between hip hop and spoken word isn't as apparent. Um and so even like when we talk about things like you receiving these hip hop awards and these recognitions from music academies and hip hop academies um how do you yeah how do you connect the two?
0: I think that hip hop is poetry. There is no disconnect. Um, For those who don't know, um, The Last Poets um, are several groups of poets and musicians who arose from the late 1960s African American Civil Rights Movement, a black... um, Black Nationalism. Uh, The name is actually taken from a poem by the South African revolutionary poet. um, And I I can't pronounce the name, so I'm not going to say the name right now, so forgive me. um, Who believed that um, he he believed that there was the last era of poetry before guns would take over. So they used Mm. poetry as a form of activism, if you will. Um, And I feel like most of your favorite hip-hop artists were poets before they were doing hip-hop. And the list is crazy long but just to give y'all some examples i mean tupac uh wale um lupe fiasco um biggie i know i'm missing a couple other people rhapsody um common there's just so many rappers um even your local rappers Oompa, brandy blaze um red shades is definitely a poet billy dean thomas like i i name all them because i, I feel like their storytelling in their work you know what i mean and i think that poetry is just a beautiful way to convey messages without the production behind it whereas hip hop is with a beat and you have to stay in the pocket and <laughs> it's hard um i've tried not that great but uh you know um i feel like they're not They're not disconnected from each other. I think that people... That's a big misconception most of the time. They're so intertwined with one another. And it's like... Like I tell the kids that I teach. It's like... Everything starts from the word. Like you... In order for you to watch your favorite anime... Somebody's (laughs) writing that story. (laughs) I'm just being honest. It's true. I love it. You know? And it's like... When you're playing video games... You know, where do you think you love the storyline? So it's like, who do you think is there like writing all that stuff out for you? It's a script. It's a play. It's a game. It's a story. It's a book. It's all of these things. So we consume that every single day. But I think the biggest misconception of poetry is that it can be absent from instrumentals. Um I know that when I say poetry to certain people, they are like the sun and the moon and the spirit. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Yes, <laughs> there is that. It can be those it things. It can be those things. But it can also be different, too. I, I try really, really hard to ensure that I'm taking poetry to different levels that I haven't taken it to. We have poets that work with instrumentals all the time or play live instrumentation while they're doing their poems. I mean, Tim Hall is a perfect example of, of seeing that. Um, I think Zija is another um, founder of Black uh, Cotton Club. I think she's another great example of that where it's it's poetry, but it's also music. It's also soul it's it's rhythm it's all of those things so for those who keep thinking that hip hop is so far away from poetry it's really not <laughs> and we're here and i think one of my biggest goals is to bring poetry to a space where i feel like we're we're already headed to to be honest or coming back to depending on where you're looking i feel like we're back in a space of like festivals you know i think even here in boston we were so siloed from You know, the Boston Music Awards or, you know, any of the New England Hip Hop Awards or...
1: Boston Calling. Boston
0: Calling, who still doesn't have any poets, which is really wild nuts to me. But anyway, so I feel like, you know, there's still more work to be done as far as that. But like when we see changes in in being made or, or... people are pushing it forward. That's what I love to see. Like, kudos to Boston Music Awards this year for having the inaugural c- category for Spoken Word Artist of the Year. And kudos to the Grammys, the Recording Academy, for also doing that. And shout out to Jay J.I.V., who won that award. Most people don't know that. But even Prentice Powell, there's so many artists out there. Jill Scott's probably one of my favorite artists ever, um, who also intertwines singing songwriting with poetry within the midst of her songs, So it's like, it's not that far apart. I just think people need to start looking at it as um, a form of, of entertainment too, because I think people see it as an art form, but they don't always necessarily put it in those entertainment categories.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I think that that's a really great point. Like even when you were talking about like explaining to your students, like how writing is behind everything and storytelling is behind everything. I was just reminded of, you know, I think in a lot of academic settings our love of art gets kind of beaten out of us, right? Or we're we're shown one particular voice of mm-hmm. what poetry is mm-hmm. and what poetry is not. And mm-hmm. I'm even thinking about like, you know, when we think of like mainstream music versus underground music and mm-hmm. just the diversity that's in any one category. Because I think that it's so easy for people to get swept up by what's mainstream and identify things as, as one-dimensional. Yes. When really, if you just go a little bit deeper, and especially Boston, excellent example yes. of how there is just like every day I feel like I learn about a new artist. Mm-hmm. And I it is hard to keep up. And that is it an is. exciting challenge.
0: <laughs> Thank you for making that connection to mainstream and underground. <laughs> Because I feel like that's like a perfect analogy for exactly what it is.
1: Well, Amanda, I just have to say thank you so much for just sharing your artistry and just sharing your voice and just wisdom and beauty and everything with us today. Thank you for
0: having
2: me.
1: Of course. Um, before we go, I know we only have a minute or so left. Um, but I would love to know what what you have forthcoming and where people can find you.
0: People can find me um at Amanda Shea all day on social media, they can also look up my website. Um I believe it's amandashay.com. For me, I'm always around. If you can't find me online, that's okay cuz I'll probably be at a show near you. <laughs> and I'm just blessed that word of mouth is working. Um I'm just looking forward to everything. Brandy Blaze is releasing Broken Rainbows. Um and you're on that record. And I'm on I'm on the album. I'm so excited. That's my best friend, my sister, my platonic soulmate, for real. Our lives mirror each other so much. So just to be able to be her publicist, but also be um, an artist on this project is really, really cool. It was a lot of pressure because that's my best friend. Um, But it's it's been beautiful. And the whole album, I feel like, really resonates, even with my journey. I've lost a lot, been through a really... (laughs) couple terrible relationships um so i can relate to it um so i'm excited for that i'm excited for boston colin for her um i'm excited for pride month gbh we have a series um that just came out uh in april um we're going to be continuing it until december it's called outspoken saturdays it's amazing Just so many abundant opportunities. I'm just glad to be here, honestly. I'm glad to be here. I feel so emotional. It's the full moon. (laughs) But uh, I'm just happy to be here. And I'm happy to have people like you in my corner supporting me and rocking with me through it all. Seriously, it means so much.
1: Right back at you, Amanda. Mm -hmm. This has been a privilege. Love you right back. (laughs) All right, guys. This has been been WBCA Presents. I'm your host, Dakota Kennedy. And we've been joined by...
0: Amanda Shea.
1: And thank you so much for tuning in. And we are going to go out with one final track called neve Nope. N- it's okay. Nava. Nava.
0: Nava. Okay, there we yes. go. Nava.
1: Okay. And hey, shout Brett. out to Nava,
0: <laughs> Nava the Butterfly. Uh, the record is actually named after Nava the Butterfly, who is another Boston poet here. Um, yeah, it, her name is Nava the Butterfly, so this is called Nava Conversations. <laughs> Not for conversation. I measure my lifetime by the partners I was with. That's how I count my sonality. Even when I'm raging mad, her face too beautiful, too precious. Like porcelain to tarnish with a mark or a bruise. Working in this negative space trying to love. I don't know what healthy looks like. I've been shown toxicity for generations. Groomed to be the most hardened of hearts. F- cold, it's brick. One by one, they've molded themselves into rock. Volcanic tempers flare flesh and bones from sticks and stones turn to ash. The tongue isn't the only sword. The emotional push and pull Aquarius air sign allows my partners to waver, fester, crumble. All the while, me painted narcissist, Them foolish, not clown, more like jester that dances to the beat of my... Expectations are sky high. The price of my love costs more than dollars. It costs your soul. The only ties I know how to mend. But also cut. Umbilical cords to their Oedipus complex. status. That's the allure yet. The masculinity rules their femininity even though they don't know it exists in them. I sense it. More like yearn for it. Since I'm scorpion levels of emotionless. Something about the nature of a nurturing being can feel like bare hooks, broken clocks. we on a time limit. I can't commit to anything longer than two years without looking for a way out. Claustrophobic. I feel the walls caving in. Whatever warmth they put in my belly turns to fear, then paranoia. How fucked up does it have to get before they abandon me? Not f- we jump ship first sacrifice yourself now to go back to numb later this love is contagious and i don't want to get sick because i'm the only healer that can heal me paint me again as monster demon evil better than me angel savior butterfly,
2: butterfly